Hello. Welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards podcast for the week of March 2-1-2011. Nice. Episode 97. This is Chris Bevelo, president of Interval. We are the healthcare marketing agency that records and distributes this podcast, <laughs> makes it available for download. Today with me are Jackie Ritako, account coordinator with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director. And I'm just going to forget the time machine and say happy St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that is today. It, that's won't today. Be, it won't be when you're listening, but it is today. Yeah. Green beer. Green beer. You guys have plans for that? No. No, I didn't sleep well last night. I'm not doing anything tonight. I'm not really a, I'm not really a <laughs> partier or drinker. Not that those have to be. I'm beholden to no I'm beer. I'm beholden to no Irishman. Somebody this morning on the radio show I listened to, I, I really like it because it's just kind of fluff and it's fun it's it's sports but they don't really talk about sports he was the whole show was doing an irish accent and it's funny it's funny when you hear people do an irish accent like i'm 80 like no, from so american i'm 80 i don't think pirates were irish although these days i seriously doubt Maybe. um the pirate accent should probably be redefined because pirates are no longer I mean, is what, what's a Somali accent sound like? I don't even know. That's your <laughs> modern. That's right. your modern day pirate. They're not. Arbiti. No, they're not. I don't Use think that's how a Somalian talks. Irish accent. I'm drawing a blank here. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Good. Okay. Give me lucky charms. My gosh, I'm Gorham. Healthcare marketing <laughs> is good for all of us. Where I'm are you mad. going? That's how I do it. Is this... All I have to do is think of one movie. Oh. Where are you going? I'm going with you. Is I'm like going a... to pick a fight. You know what that's from? No. It's like an orange and, that's and a Scottish. That's Scottish, that's Scottish instead of Irish, but it's close enough. It's like enough. Sputnik. Yeah. That's so I married an axe murder. There's yeah. a lot of that. Head. Pants. Pants now. <laughs> the other one's Braveheart. I'm oh. going to pick a fight. Freedom! Is that Irish? I don't know. <laughs> you can find uh, Kleenex in your glove compartment box to clean the blood out of your ears after. I, I almost... <laughs> That's why I backed up. The, won't be loud there. Well, still loud. You can't, you can't take away our freedom. All right, enough of that. Uh, by the way, I thought we should remind people because we're adding new listeners every episode, every day. Yay! Not just this, every episode. Every what day. this podcast is about. It's a forum for riffing and ranting on hot or important healthcare marketing topics. Are you laughing, Jackie? <laughs> Trends and ideas with a whole lot of other noise thrown in. I think it's good like to remind people. Let's tell them what it's yeah. all about so that they can turn us on. William off. Wallace. So they understand. So they understand. <laughs> I'd like to welcome our latest listener. William Wallace. William, William Wallace. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about, oh, this is kind of braveheartish. The healthcare marketer's bane. What does that make you think of, Adam? Healthcare marketer's bane? Yeah. Where do I the begin? The word bane. This is really geeky. So, oh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's a, I'm lost. Is Sildur's Bane? Sure. Well, I went straight to some other MMOs, but <laughs> that's, that's from Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh. We're just the ring itself is a Sildur's Bane. The one ring to rule them all. <laughs> Jackie's disgusted. All the movie references and yeah, the. She's disgusted by our <laughs> geekiness. And I just said gall and gosh in the same. Yeah, your Minnesota accent more than overcomes our geeky movie knowledge. That's true. I'll, I'll stop. All right, so this is the healthcare yeah, marketer's bane. Who are you to bane. judge? This is the healthcare marketer's bane. I, have, I, I kid you not, in the last two weeks, I've talked to – I try to keep track of it all, but I, I, for sure it's four different people. 
uh, and they're all in healthcare marketing. Some are very senior marketers. Some weren't as senior. But in each case, they were struggling with the same thing, which we talk about off and on throughout our podcast and everything we write. Uh, and that is struggling with uh, internal folks, leadership typically, sometimes physicians, who <clears throat> say, look, all we need to do is tell people that we have X, Y, or Z, that we are X, Y, or Z, whatever. Mm -hmm. They basically always encapsulate in that kind of sentence. We just need to tell people. If they we only need to knew. let people know. If they only knew. If they only knew. Right. And so this is the premise for my talk that I give everywhere. Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital. And I don't think we really have gone through that in detail on this podcast. And we don't have to go through it in detail. But given that it continues to come up, and over the last couple of weeks – I've had deep conversations with healthcare marketers about this. I thought, you know, let's, let's talk about that just a little bit mm -hmm. and wrap in some of the things mm -hmm. that we think about that. So first of all, I mean, why do you guys think, why do you think leadership says that? Because it usually is a C person. Uh, sometimes it's an operational leader. It's the non-marketers. Why do you think that that's, they keep coming back to that? I think well, the heart of it is a lack of sophistication around marketing, um, just a lack of understanding. I don't think you see, you see it in other industries, but I think healthcare has got to be the poster child for this mentality because <laughs> it's just so bad. It's so prevalent. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would, it, that, it's got to come back to that. Just a lack of sophistication, a general behindedness in <laughs> marketing in general or whatever word you want to yep. use for that. Well, that and I think that's what they constantly hear from people, you know, doctors. And yep. I think, you know, they're constantly getting getting it from all angles. To yep. There's a pride issue, too, I yeah. think. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't know how to go into that, but pride is good, but it's dangerous as well because mm -hmm. you can really, I don't know, you get... You, you get what well, pulls you into mentality like that. If they right. only knew, you know, we are awesome. We are great. Right. We are the best. We're better than everybody else around here. No, you're not. But um, if people only knew. <laughs> right. If people just knew. They would they'd flock. They'd yeah. flock into our doors. Yep. I think you're right. I think it, it's, it's totally based on a lack of understanding of what marketing is all about and how complicated and complex <clears throat> it is. And mm -hmm. uh, it also seems logical. You got a million people in your market. You know, if we could reach out to every single one of them, imagine what our mm -hmm. volumes would do in our office visits. Uh, but I also think, I think pride's a good one. I hadn't thought of that. But just, you know, we, what we do is so amazing. We just need to tell people about it, which is often, A, it's not true, but B, we'll get to the heart of why, even if that's the case, it's not, it doesn't work. I also think there's something of like a silver bullet mentality of, that comes from a lack of understanding about how all this works. But mm -hmm. uh, it's a simple idea. It's logical. <clears throat> we just connect with people. That will solve all our problems. Uh, it also takes the onus off whoever's saying it. Look, right. our lack of volumes isn't my problem. It's yours, <laughs> right. marketing person, mm -hmm. because right. you're not telling people. You know, whether that's a doctor saying, I'm board certified, tell people, an operational leader saying, you know, we have amazing services here in our service line, a CEO that says we're doing some incredible things. It relieves them of the responsibility uh, of doing what really matters, which we talk about all the time. In fact, the last two or three podcasts, building a brand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why it happens. Uh, but here's, here's why it's misguided. And I, and I try to wrap this into kind of three reasons. The first is the title of that presentation, Joe Public Just Doesn't Care. And 
you know, some people get offended by that. But the way to think about this is, and we've got numbers, I won't delve into the research, but roughly you can estimate that 50 to 75% of the people in any given market don't need health care at any given time. They just they don't need a new doctor. They don't need specialty care. They don't need diagnostics. They don't need inpatient stay. They just mm-hmm. don't need it. And right. there's research to back that up. And the problem with health care is it's what we would call a low-interest category. So like buying a refrigerator, like uh, hiring a law firm, uh, these other kind of low-interest examples, people don't think about those products until they need them. Right. Chris, Chris Causey, our friend, calls it the refrigerator effect. That's what he actually labels it. He was on one of our first podcasts, number yeah, two or back. three. Yeah. We should have him back, yeah. But the point is people don't think about it till they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's one of the biggest challenges with this. Well, I think they make assumptions too. I mean, you could probably, we could probably extend the title, have a little subline under Joe Public doesn't care about your hospital too. Joe Public assumes your hospital can do that already. Right? Because I assume, I mean, let's use the refrigerator repair as an example. If my refrigerator dies, I assume that I can go to the nearest big box store, whatever it is, if it, knowing that it's a place that's sold, like Best Buy. I know I can go buy one there. I know I can buy a good one there. I know I can get the best one, or I know I can get a crappy one. But I know I can go there and get one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same with, for me, it's kind of the same with a hospital, mainly because I have, haven't had big health issues in the past. I assume that if I need some level of care, any level of care, I can go to a hospital and get that. I can pick any hospital in town. I can go there. And maybe if, even if they don't offer me that care specifically, they're going to get me to the place that does, right? So I assume whatever it is that you tout, that you proclaim to offer that you're so proud of, mm-hmm. I assume that you have it anyway, whatever it is. Well, and that's yeah. the challenge is that you don't want to be in that position as a hospital. I mean, you want to stand out. You want them to go. You don't want to be like that and say, well, I can assume I can go anywhere. You want, to, you want them to be thinking, if I need this or when I need this, I'm going to go here. Right, but, I, but, but I'm saying for me, it's, it's, a it's challenge, the opposite. Right. I assume I can go anywhere. Right, mm-hmm. so the challenge is breaking through the mentality that, well, you know, I can go anywhere. Right. And, and part of it is that I'm not going to pay attention to what you have to say uh, because I don't care about it. Why would I? And a lot of this goes to how we're bombarded with marketing messages uh, that, that we're just not going to tune in to things that aren't relevant to us. Mm-hmm. So you start with that, and then you think about the idea that uh, even if you can grab hold of them, they can't sort through everything that you do. Uh, you know, that there's yes. a great book called The Innovator's Prescription, uh, and in there, the Clayton Christensen, the author, talks about our hospitals are like factories, but they're the only factories in the world that create 100 things. So there's 100 different clinical pathways a hospital may have on average. Mm-hmm. So you're literally trying to sell 100 different things. And if you go and look at any health system's list of services, it's, it's forever. It's dozens and dozens and dozens of things that they, that they um, need to promote theoretically. Well, no consumer, you know, no consumer can understand all that. They, they, first of all, they don't care. If they don't need it, they're not paying attention. Right. And how do you expect them to absorb the fact that you do A, B, C, D, E, F, G? A? They just can't do it. They can't do it. So that's the next challenge. It's, just, it's not as simple as saying we just need to connect with you, Joe, public consumer, and tell you. Because first of all, I don't want to hear from you. I don't need you. Uh, so I'm going to do whatever I can to, to, to uh, avoid you. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I can't understand everything you're telling me because I don't have the capacity to even <laughs> – know all of that stuff. It's overwhelming, yeah. Yeah, it's overwhelming. 
Uh, and then the third thing is, you know, even if you can grab a hold of them and get them to care, just telling them you have something is not enough. So we have a cancer center. That's not enough. You need to differentiate yourself. And we're not doing a very good job as an industry to build differentiation. You know, and the, the joke in the 80s was everybody said, we care, you know. And the joke in, in the 90s and in the 2000s is we have the best doctor slash technology slash, you know, heart center, whatever. Now the joke would be we have five stars. We were top rated. We are in the top 50. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying the same thing. How do you stand out with that? So, so that's why just the whole premise of all we need to do is go out there and connect with these people is misguided because it's just not that simple in this business. And we talk about this stuff all the time, right? We do. We do. We just don't, we don't really package it this way. So this goes out to all the people that are suffering from this. The four people that I talk to and every Shout- other healthcare marketer in the world. Shout out to our marketer. peeps. Yeah. You know, the, the thing, too, it seems like a lot of hospitals, with, with all these remodels we see going on, too, are trying to define themselves with that. It's like we have this beautiful facility mm-hmm. that you can come, and that, that's going to define the experience um, beyond the care. It's like that almost becomes secondary. Um, it's kind of, I mean, you think, think back to the days of, like, Mother Teresa or whatever, where people were, you have a room full of people in these beds. And you remember you think of the pictures from, like, whatever era. That World was. War Two. Yeah, and- but... Remarkable experiences were offered then. You know, it didn't require. I don't know if they were. Well, (laughs) no, redefine what is a remarkable experience. It's that experience. Typically, it's the experience that you have with the caregiver, somebody who is remarkable, who is you. It's like in your time of need, all of a sudden you've got this person who is like your angel who's watching over you. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of remarkable experience that at least I would take away from something. It doesn't matter if the room feels like the Ritz Carlton. It doesn't matter if it, whatever, you know, I don't know, but I don't know about it's gonna that. It's going to matter to me. Well, that's what I think. I don't know. And, and I know you're also comes back, to Well, no, because this also rooms. comes from, this is this marketing perspective. I think too, where a lot of, a uh, lot of organizations go astray because they think, well, here's, we need to, we need, we need to make sure our hospital feels like a hotel. We need to make sure that it's like a five-star hotel. We need to make sure that the people have menus. So like, okay, so they have this system in place, yet they fail to hire people who right. would share well, that. Yes. Mindset. So you've got, you've yes. got doctors and nurses who are probably very overworked. And the last thing they want to do is be, as have someone expect them to be like a, 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 a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I have to say to that? Your bellhop. Tough beep. Tough beep to who? To the doctors and the nurses. I. Good luck with that. Well, I know. I'm just saying. I think if your point is, if you expect a hotel-like experience to carry the day and you're not delivering care at the right level, it's not going to work. Right. But I would well, disagree not, that well, a hotel-like what do you mean, experience... What do you mean, what do you mean de- delivering care at the right level, though? I mean, what is that? I mean, the things that you're talking about. That the clinical experience, that, that my, the bedside manner and how I'm treated by doctors and nurses, if that's poor, well, then the, the, hosp- the hotel experience Back up matter. a step, though, because I'm taking that back to my first example in which that <laughs> no. experience lives outside of the hotel experience. It doesn't. It's, it does. It's integrated. It does. It certainly Dude, does. if you think people would be happy with World War II I'm not wards. saying that. I'm saying that there were people back then... <laughs> Who didn't even have the hotel experience as a as a frame of reference, and that's fine. And they had remarkable experiences. 
outside of that because of the interaction they had with the people who are providing care, okay. right? No? Yes? Yes, but that's like saying Neanderthals had you know, medicine men in caves that were remarkable experience. It doesn't mean that that's what they need to do today. I'm saying it comes down to the level of care. I'm disagreeing. Well, I'm saying that that's just, first of all, quality of care is... My point? Well, let me, let me get five seconds in. Can well. I? Go ahead. You have something to say? No. I've Go ahead. Finish your point no, so I no, understand I'm going to give you your five seconds. Go I'm, ahead. I'm, just five? Yeah, just five. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's really mistaken to believe that if you just deliver high-quality care, that's all it takes and that you can disregard the patient experience, that's a not great environment. Said. Okay. Well, that's what I'm taking from what you're saying. So no. go ahead. Clarify it. I am saying that that has to come – that has to be first and foremost. Yes, Everything else doesn't matter if that doesn't exist. And you see a lot of people now right. who try to build these facilities thinking that's the answer. And then they, they – so, so let's say let's say marketing is driving it. And they've, they've, the new facility is there. It's beautiful. They're, mm-hmm. they're touting that it's going to be this hotel-like experience with your menus and your room service and your little bellhop people doing all your things for you. You're not going to leave your room. You're going to be in the one room the whole time. And then they fail to hire staff or fail to staff, aqua- to staff adequately – to create that experience. I mean, you, if you're going to, if you're going to tout that that's the experience you have, you better be out hiring doctors and nurses who also agree with that mindset, because I'm going to guess that the vast majority of them do not and don't want to come in where they're not only going to be a doctor or a nurse, but now they're expected to be room service. And this, but they wouldn't that, be yeah. that. I mean, I think we're now we're saying the same thing. That's what I was trying to take away from what you're saying is if I think it's. I don't think the message should be forget about having great amenities because that doesn't work. I think that fundamentally is off. Research proves that people do care right. about that. But if if you don't deliver on the basic level mm-hmm. of care, then yes, it doesn't matter. Right. I agree with that totally. I don't think you should expect doctors and nurses to be bellhops and and waiters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's not the best use of their time. Well, this is that's a great it. example, too, of how we typically we'll get into arguments or debates, and then at the end, we, we're saying the same and thing. Then it's and we're saying the same out. thing, <laughs> which, which goes to, I mean, if, if you want to know, okay, we just we kind of set out, well, here's the challenge we all face. What do you do about it? There's kind of four strategies that we'd recommend, and the first is build a differentiating and compelling experience, like we say, right. over and over. The Mayo Clinic is the classic example of that. It's not marketing that made Mayo Clinic successful. It was their experience. Now, you can define that in a lot of different ways. But if you don't have a good clinical product, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Right. And I think that's what you're trying to say. Right. Well, And speaking of the Mayo Clinic, too, there's something on the news last night about um, Rochester specifically, which is the epicenter probably mm-hmm. of the Mayo Clinic. Um, it's where it all began. For sure. Um, is growing by leaps and bounds, a city itself. I think, I can't remember what they said, but in, in this day and age where jobs are just dwindling and going away, that city is adding mm-hmm. jobs hand over fist. It's, it's amazing. And it's because of the Mayo Clinic. I mean, they're constantly hiring, constantly yeah. expanding, constantly mm-hmm. adding jobs. Um, they need to build another school down there because of all the people who are moving down there um, with their children. Yeah. So it's a pretty inspirational on, on that ground mm-hmm. as well. It's inspirational until you think about it from a social perspective of do we really want our growth based on healthcare? It's kind of, well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if it's going to happen, it should happen. Other in the clinic and rot. It, well, it, in our it depends too. Good. It depends if, if you look at it and I agree with that perspective too, but sometimes, um, I don't know if we look at it from the perspective of one of the greatest entities in healthcare expanding, that's, that's, ins- that's going to yes, be inspiring. Yes, you're right. Um, but then when you look at it industry wide, where you've got people 
unnecessarily expanding, even people who probably shouldn't be because they think it's some sort of competitive advantage, adding jobs that are only going to be taken away two years from now because right. that business can't be sustained. That's pathetic and sad. Yes. All right, so here's other strategies. We don't have a lot of time for these, but we'll whip them through. Um, so build a, build a great experience, which mm-hmm. takes forever, but that's what you need to be doing constantly. Um, so marketers can help that, but they can't be responsible for that entirely. But the next three, they can be. The next one is be ready when they need you. And this is a classic thing that you just, you know, mm-hmm. this is have a compelling website, think about using mobile, have right. a call center, have CRM in place. Right. I mean, these are the things that, you know, we're saying the challenge is they're not going to care about you until they need you. So you better damn well be ready when they do need you. Right. Mm-hmm. They, you need, you know? they need to be able to find you. They need yeah. to be able to find they're you. Not, what kind gonna, of search you know, right. marketing are you doing? What kind of SEO you know, enhancements yeah. are you using? Their first step isn't going to be walking to your front door. Right. It's going to be trying to find you or anybody like you around, right. around them. Or, or making sure your referral channels are completely greased so that the, when somebody walks into a referring physician, they know why to come to you. I mean, right. that's another way to, to be ready when they need you. I mm-hmm. mean, such an overlooked. It should be the area. top priority for marketers, for right. those sure. things. And it's, and it's typically not. Uh, unfortunately, it usually goes backwards on this list. The third one is what we call inbound marketing. So that's going out, uh, now being proactive and trying to provide compelling content, whatever that is, typically we talk about in health and wellness, uh, that does appeal, that is relevant to Joe Public, who says, you know, if, if your ad is talking about uh, your eating disorder clinic and how we can treat teens with eating disorders, okay, the number of people that care about that is slim. If your ad is talking about how to watch for signs of eating disorder, now you've just captured all parents with kids between the age of whatever, nine right. and 18. And so that's the difference. That's the subtle difference. And that's where, you know, you need to be really strategic about that. You need to have CRM in place uh, to make sure you can follow up with those people and maintain that relationship. Uh, oh, our time is up. Lunch time. <laughs> Do you want to go get it's it? A... Keep going. We'll just cut this part out. Or we keep going. No, just cut this part out. Or we keep going. <laughs> okay. So then the last one is uh, stand out with your marketing. Uh, try to break out of the we care, the five-star, all the things that everybody else is doing. There are examples uh, throughout business where advertising does drive brands. We've talked about that sometimes, whether it's the Old Spice guy, whether it's Donica Patrick and uh, GoDaddy, or whether it's Bigfoot and Jack's Link beef jerky. Sure. There's nothing about any of those products that is compelling or differentiating to our point about building a, a great brand. It's the advertising that's helping them. The problem with that is, A, it's very expensive. B, it's short-term. It's only as long as the advertising runs. Uh, it tends to feed the beast that is the misperception of hospital marketing. Uh, it's typically where everybody goes in our business. Uh, so it, to, to us, it should be the last resort. And it should... The best examples of that support a differentiated brand in the first place. So you can certainly try to hang your hat on creativity from an advertising standpoint, but it's just not the most effective yeah. way. It's, it's, it's the last strategy to put take a, in place, take not a year, the first. Yeah, take a year and say we're not going to spend our marketing dollars on advertising. Do something else with it, or advertising in the traditional sense. Right. You know, um, billboards and magazine ads, newspaper ads, television, and Force yourself to do something else. Yeah. 
go down that list. Go down and say, well, what can we do that's going to build a better experience? What can we do that's going to better prepare us when people do need us? You know, let's put our money into search. Right. Google guerrilla marketing and go get some really cool. Just just mm-hmm. inspire yourself with some cool stories of people who have done bizarre things. You know, one of the examples that that we reference uh, frequently is the that Starbucks guerrilla attack where they put the coffee cup on the hood of the car and waited for good Samaritans to mention it was there and they gave them a gift card for free right. coffee. You know, obviously you're not selling coffee, you're doing heart surgery or whatever. So it's, it's so got to be something a, different than put that. Put a beating heart on every car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gross. Put a catheter. But but just just get it inspired by cool examples in other industries to, to give you some ideas for what you could do. Yep. All right, we better sign off because our pizza's here. It's here. Mmm, pizza. <laughs> So for Jackie Ritaco, who's getting our pizza, this is Chris Bevelo. <laughs> and Adam Meyer. Uh, make sure to follow us. Uh, you can go to our website at thinkinterval.com. Yep. Uh, and you can sign up for, for more insights, sign up for our e-newsletter, The Edge. Right, the Edge. you can do there. Yep. And Chris can be found on Twitter at Interval Chris. Yep. Um, I am on there at AP Meyer. And Jackie's on there at Interval Jackie. Interval Jackie. And our pizza's here, so. And our pizza's here. We're out of here. <laughs>